Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630 WLAP, the home of the Cats, right here in Lexington. And I'm Kyle Tucker, longtime Kentucky beat writer, coming to a website near you very soon. In the meantime, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis and I will be talking about it here Monday through Friday every week on the Locked On Podcast Network. And today, we have quite a bit to talk about. There's quite a bit that's a big Ooh. deal to the Big Blue Nation, Curtis. Oh, it was, as the kids say, lit at the Krogue last night, Kyle, recording here on Sunday. I I mean, there's like a million billion places we could start, but I think uh, since I've mentioned it, we'll start there with the crowd. And Mark Stoops, that's how he opened his post-game press conference. He thanked the crowd, and it was an impressive atmosphere Considering all the ticket talk leading up to the game, the fact that it wasn't you know a sellout and they had all these tickets that were still available, and then to put on top of that, there was rain, so you would think that would keep people away. It was all I don't know what the uh, I can I'll look up the final number here in a minute, but it wasn't a sellout. But that crowd was pretty full and it was really loud and it messed with Mississippi State a lot. Yeah, it was just short. I think the announced crowd was like sixty thousand and fifty or something, and the and the Official capacity sixty one thousand. Uh, looks like the the ticket, the cash ten dollar cash tickets in Cash Daniels' hometown of uh, Paintsville. Paintsville, yeah. Sorry, I I was blanking out there for a second. I apologize. What they I think a thir- three thousand tickets they sold there. Mm-hmm. It looked like that uh, was a rousing success. They showed up loud and proud. Uh, cash talked after the game about how uh, much that meant to him and to them. But um, just in general, I was impressed that people were in their seats. They were loud. They stayed there through uh, a, a steady rain. Um, and it did seem, I mean, I was not there. You you made it there at halftime. You successfully pulled off your plot to get from uh, the reception of a wedding yes. where you were doing the readings uh, to bolt a little early from the reception and get to the game at halftime. And uh, good thing you did. You got some great, uh, great, material uh during and after that game but yeah it was it it was a really good crowd you could hear it coming through on the tv i was watching it uh at the house with the family as i'm not officially uh a working writer yet but um that that was big for them it was one of those nights where in the past mark stoops has talked about having it teed up uh you know getting people into it having uh some energy and some uh excitement around the program or again a, a great atmosphere and there have been many times in the past where they've had that and not been able to, to cash in. And, you know, I, I admit I picked against them. I, I picked before the season against them in this game. I thought it was one of the two games they couldn't win. I uh, picked against them again during the week. Um, didn't see it coming. And they, they didn't just, you know, pull it out, but they dropped the hammer 28-7 to on Mississippi State. One of the best defensive performances, the best defensive performance I've seen from a Kentucky team since I've been covering the program since 2011 and Benny Snell with a dominant performance. And uh, it was very important when you get a crowd like that, that you reward them. And they, they were able to do that in such a big way. Finally um, in this one, let's jump into Benny Snell. Uh, Another unbelievable game. And he backed up the talk, the trash talk. Well, I guess it wasn't a ton of trash talk, even though the tweet you a clown on the internet. I show up in real life. He showed up in real life in a big old freaking time. Four touchdowns is just utterly ridiculous. And the hype around the Mississippi State defense is warnered considering the two guys up front. But 
by the end of the game, they had there was no tackling Benny Snow. Yeah, I mean his last touchdown was uh, probably the most impressive run of the night, and 165 yards, four touchdowns. He now leads the SEC in rushing by a comfortable margin in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns by a comfortable margin. I think he's third in the country in rushing. Um, I think he's officially put himself in the Heisman conversation. I mean, Kentucky's ranked, I assume, as I don't know that the rankings come out as as we started recording or may have just come out. Yeah, um, so, right now, I'll, I'll just quick update that. The coaches poll is out right now, and they finished. Kentucky came 17th. The AP has not come out. We're recording right around 130. Those will be out about uh, two or so. So Kentucky's going to be ranked in both, I think. And the other one yeah, that not, not just ranked, but top team. I mean, in the teens to to go from you know it's been a long, long time since they've been in those rankings to start out at seventeen. Um, they're getting some respect. I mean, they beat two good teams, one at Florida. I think that win at Florida looks way more impressive. Uh, you know, so well maybe Florida's not any good, and they went and demolished Tennessee this weekend. Um, and then obviously to beat a, a really good Mississippi State team and a star quarterback and Nick Fitzgerald and just completely shut him down. Um, that. Um, team success coupled with Benny putting up numbers and doing it against their best. That's the thing. I mean, what do you have? 175 against, uh, yes. Against Florida at Florida and then mm-hmm. 165 against Mississippi state, a, a team that hadn't allowed much on the ground. Um, yeah, I think someone, you've got to say he's very much in a conversation now. Someone needs to tell Benny Snell you're supposed to pad your stats against the Murray States and Central Michigans of the world. <laughs> you're not supposed to be padding your stats against Mississippi State and Florida, and that's what he kind of did. I don't know if you, you they got to show any of it on any TV or anything, but the midfield kind of altercation before the game where the teams came together and were yapping at each other. Benny Snell, after the game, was asked about that and talked about it. And there was a great picture floating around the internet of, um, I think it was 94, which I can't remember if that's Simmons or Sweat. Um, but one of the big guys was pointing at him. And Benny Snell said that, you know, they came to midfield and they pointed at Benny and they said, we want you. And Benny goes, and I told them, I said, I want you. And then he's going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, and he I saw said, that clip. Yeah, and he goes, and we got him. So Benny Snell got the last laugh. I mean, his star is just going into the stratosphere. I mean, it kind of started to rise, I think, last year, as we talked about, Kyle, with the Northwestern thing, the ejection in the bowl game. His name got out there a bunch. He mentioned it as much at SEC Media Gays, kind of realizing what that meant. And since now people knew that name, now that it's doing these impressive things, it's he's going to take it to another level. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for a guy to lead the SEC in rushing last year, had that bowl thing not happened, I'm not sure Benny would have been as big of a name. Um, even though he already had, it's not like he's just now putting up numbers. I mean, he already had the stats to to have the credibility, but I think because of some of the skepticism and the just general dismissal of Kentucky historically, um, there was that was a factor. But probably the best thing that could happen to him, in addition to his production, was. Um, to have something weird happen that became a national storyline in that bowl ejection. And then when you follow that up with, yet again, you're in a, in a position where you're leading the SEC in rushing, uh, if you put these numbers on a guy at Auburn or Alabama or Georgia, he's definitely in the Heisman race. And so I think – or LSU. I, I think if, 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 you, if you look at it that way, then you've got to put Benny in that conversation. I think a lot of people are starting to do that. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Kyle, uh, listen, I'll just let the people know. We're going to be talking a lot about this game all week, so don't be discouraged if we didn't talk enough about Benny because we probably haven't. We'll get updates more this week. We'll get to talk to him after practice, so stay tuned uh, for all that. And, and coming up next, I wanna, we're going to talk about the defense some because there were some dudes that just showed out. And also, I, I should mention that there'll be, there'll be a tiny bit more Benny at the end of this podcast because I want to mention his social media and whoever he's got helping him out on that, or if it's him, either way, amazing job. But first, I got to let you guys know about my bookie. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to go to my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Right now, MyBookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on a deposit over $100. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And if you're willing to wait until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code ONCOLLEGE25. You play, you win, you get paid. We mentioned tickets at the start of this podcast. We talked about them last week a lot, too. If you want some tickets, i got a new offer for you as well. It's Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team, like Kentucky Wildcats against Mississippi State, or next week against South Carolina. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or even look for seats in the section and row of your choice. Uh, to make things even better, right now, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Someone who's probably going to be in some quote-unquote theater later, Kyle, is Cash Daniel because he's an unbelievable character. Uh, he just went crazy in the post-game interviews in a good way, I thought. I think you've seen most of them. How much were you entertained by Cash Daniel? Very entertained. I appreciate you correcting me on my tweet as I watched that video. <laughs> I thought he was eating a cheeseburger when, in fact, it was a chicken sandwich, but he was just taking giant bites out of this sandwich standing there <laughs> while he's conducting the interview. Uh, he talked some trash. He uh, had lots of personality. He's great. I mean, I think the fact that they have him uh, on, you know, they have his personality on defense. They have Benny's uh, bold personality on offense. And then, you know, obviously the productivity, not as big of a personality from Josh Allen is, is really big for them because they've got these, you know, these, kind of engaging national attention worthy guys 
uh, for one reason or another. I mean, cash is just a treat in that regard. We had the the terrific uh, cash money said so, you know, <laughs> yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin celebration down at the swamp. Um, I, I think the one that's kind of caught people's attention outside of Kentucky from last night was when he somebody asked if he, if at some point he felt bad for Mississippi State. Oh he gosh. said, no, I don't feel bad for them at all. I don't care about them. I hope all their girlfriends broke up with them. Uh, he hopes they are crying he, and blubbering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean that was probably the highlight, um, and and you know I, he's he's a treat. What can I say? You probably the best best personality post game is Cash, and pre game is probably Benny Snell. Um, but it's I, I would say in addition to being so good on the field you know, one of the best Kentucky teams in a long time, the best in a long time. I think this group has so much personality. And mm-hmm. maybe that comes with the fact that they're playing well, that they have a little more swagger. Um, but but this group definitely has, um, you know, something to it from a, when the cameras come on perspective. And that's, that's important, too, as you're trying to build your program and get some attention and uh, recreate the narrative of who you are as a program. You know, Kentucky's still trying to shed that um, – that notion that they're sort of an also ran. And when you got these big, bold personalities and guys who play well and then aren't afraid to come out and say it, um, that grabs some attention and maybe does change the, change the perception. Yeah. And I mean, cash is backing up. He has 32 tackles on the season, which is fourth in the sec. So that's just really impressive for a guy that I think there were legitimate questions. And he even admitted that he needed to work on certain aspects of his game during the off season, getting quicker and a little bit lighter and you're going to see the improvement on the field. It's just crazy to see. And you kind of talked about changing national perceptions of Kentucky. And he that was his other kind of soundbite that got a little bit of traction. After he called out Lee Corso and told him to find a new job because all the college game days picked against Kentucky. And from an objection, you know, kind of like an outsider's perspective, it would make a little bit sense. But I think the, the thing that maybe upset UK players a little bit was the fact that Corso said it was going to be a big win. Herb Street also picked uh, Mississippi State to win, but he said it would be close and maybe a turnover late would would cause uh, Kentucky to lose. But it was it was a um, disrespect is overused to a certain extent. But for to kind of say that this is going to be a blowout and Mississippi State's going to win, I can understand why Cash and some of the other players took that as a shot at them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think any of these are necessarily shots i think they're valuable uh they they're used as such um but i mean i thought they were going to lose comfortably as well i just i mean i i thought that this was one of those like i said one of those two games on the schedule where kentucky was going to have a tough time and you know obviously i'll have to maybe rethink my georgia feelings as well um but you know if you look at body of work if you looked at you know they played each other last year the same quarterback and a lot of the same star players and they demolished Kentucky, Um, you know, and and Kentucky's had a ton of trouble over the years with mobile quarterbacks and uh, Nick Fitzgerald has just run wild on pretty much everybody. Uh, A hundred plus rushing yards against basically everybody over the last year. Um, It's not that bold of a prediction to say that Mississippi state was going to roll, even though Kentucky had played well. I think people were skeptical of how good was Florida, how how good really was that Florida win. It's obviously huge for Kentucky just to, to break that streak regardless. But there was some real reason to wonder if Florida was any good and if that win was all that legitimate in terms of, you know, validating a program. 
I just I don't think it was disrespectful. I think it was given the information that we had historically and even so far this season, I I, I think it was not unfair to to certainly for them to all pick Mississippi State. Uh, and even to say, I think that's going to be, you know, a comfortable victory because to that point, I, I think the information we had suggested that. And now they went out and proved that wrong and they are changing that narrative. Um, but the idea that it was disrespectful, I don't know. I don't buy that. Um, now, if if they had come out and not gotten ranked this week, I would say they're being disrespected by people. But I think they now officially have everybody's attention. Uh, th- this was the this was the show me game for Kentucky. Um and they did. They finally showed people that, hey, this is not a fluke. This isn't uh, beating up on a bad team, you know, catching a historically good team in a bad year. This was a, a legitimate ranked opponent with a star player, and they just whooped them. And, and that's how you get, you know, whatever. If you want to talk about respect, uh, that's how you get it. And I think they'll get some now. Uh, also on the defense, wanted to mention two other guys. You, we've talked about Josh Allen a little bit, and I'll probably say a couple more words on him in a second. But – Jordan Jones talked to the media for the first time, I think, in since last season, like early in mid mid last season. So it's been a long, long time since Jordan Jones has talked to the media. He hung out and talked for around ten minutes or so, answered everybody's questions. His antics are well documented. The problems on the field, the problems off the field, to a certain extent on the sideline, a lot of the time. He seemed way more mature. In this interview, he talked about how he finally realized that what he was doing was hurting his teammates and he didn't want to do that anymore. Sounded like he and Stoops had a heart-to-heart that finally got through. And, you know, it's one thing to talk a good game, but his play on the field seems to be really disciplined. And I'm not, you know, a massive breaker down of tape or anything, but when I talk to guys who played the game and I'm around a couple of them on a couple shows... They seem to say that about Jordan Jones. Last this past couple seasons, he was racking up all those tackles, and sometimes it was because he was out of position. And this season, he has less tackles, but he seems like he's playing a lot better overall. Yeah, it seems like he's playing under control. I think a lot of it too. You notice is what you don't notice about him. You don't like you don't um, look up and go, "Well, who's that maniac over there doing something crazy and bordering on getting a penalty or getting a penalty." Um, he's not doing that stuff, and that's that's significant for sure. I mean, he's definitely one of their most talented guys, and if he's, it's always been about can he keep his his focus, and if he can, he can be great. And the fact that they have him, and he doesn't even have to be the best guy on the defense. I mean, they have Mike Edwards, um, they have um, Josh Allen, who you mentioned, Cash Daniel. They have other guys who are out there being playmakers. He doesn't even have to go be the star. He doesn't have to do too much. If he's willing to to play a role and be in his spot and do his job um, and not lose sight of that and not lose focus and not lose his temper or lose control, um, he certainly makes him much, much better. Um, you mentioned Josh Allen, though. That, to me, um, that was an unbelievable performance, and it won't even really look like it in the stat sheet. I mean, it looks like a fine performance. I think six or seven tackles, uh, a sack, a hurry or two. Um, but it, it was maybe a pass breakup, but it was way more than that because he was forcing Mississippi State to hold him, uh, to double-team him. Uh, he had guys jumping, false starting. Uh, he was completely in their heads, and I think it, that includes Nick Fitzgerald's head because he had to be have that head on a swivel uh, with Allen coming around the corner, and that also opened up some things for some other people. 
uh, I mean, Calvin Taylor, the six nine yeah. kid who had you know came to Kentucky looking like a basketball player, an oversized basketball player with little chicken legs. I mean, I never would have imagined that he would become you know a, a legitimate SEC uh, defensive lineman, and he has, and uh, and and he got to shine some last night in, in large part because I think of the attention that uh, that Josh Allen was drawing. That was. As a team, that was an incredible performance, definitely the best of the Stoops era. And individually, that was about as dominating as you can be um, from that position for Josh Allen. He was just in the backfield so much and in their minds quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, he was scaring those left tackles to death. And the the quote you talked about um, with Cash Daniel, actually here's how it went in the press conference because I asked um, – Daniel about Josh Allen and he gave him a ton of praise and all that stuff. And then it was Mark Story from the Herald Leader who asked, does he feel bad for that left tackle trying to go up against Josh Allen? And that's when Cash launched into the, I don't feel bad for any of them. Hope they're all crying and blubbering and their girlfriends break up with him. Uh, so that's what, that's how that kind of manifested itself. And so another huge play, even though he wasn't on the field, uh, for Josh Allen in the post game. Uh, <laughs> but there were some of the plays you just watch him. And he didn't always get the quarterback, but he disrupted him so, so much. And it just, the one sack, it was almost like no one got a hand on him. And it wasn't like because they weren't trying to, it was just he was unstoppable. And it also helped, you mentioned uh, Calvin Taylor, uh, Boogie Watson, Boogie Jamar Watson also had a sack, an impressive play. It kind of looked like he's starting to come around. He finished the game with four tackles. You know, the the coaches had been talking him up in the preseason, and he's starting to round into shape too. When you think about I was I was actually thinking about this too. Think about the fact that, like, they don't have Josh Pascal, They don't have mm-hmm. uh, Landon Young. I mean, they, they suffered two huge losses, two of the biggest recruits they've gotten over the last few years, you know, four- and five-star guys, high school All-Americans, you know, starting impact players – and they have not missed a beat. That offensive line has continued to grind people in the ground. Kentucky's defense has been, uh, you know, out of this world. Uh, they've they've gotten a pass uh, pass rush. They've been able to stuff the run, and they've done that without uh, Josh Pascal. And that you know that's because some of those other guys have stepped up, Watson and others. Um, I, that also that that's another little thing that sort of speaks not a little thing, a big thing that speaks to. Um, the building of the program and how they've gotten here is that they have built up enough depth that they could sustain losses like that, that they can keep guys fresh and run, run new guys in. And uh, you've got these, these young guys coming in and making plays. Um, Mississippi state. I I looked it up this morning. Mississippi state had 56 rushing yards. Uh, That was their fewest in 27 games going back to the third game of 2016 at LSU. They also had 56 yards. And they'd averaged over 230 yards a game in the 27, 26 games in between uh, and had been running up huge numbers this year um, and then just absolutely could get nothing going on the ground last night with running backs or with Fitzgerald. That, that to me, was, um, was pretty remarkable. That was, that, that's one of the more eye-popping stat things of, of the Stoops era. Yeah, I agree. And listen, we're, we want to talk uh, about – as I mentioned, Benny Snell, social media, and the post-game celebration in a second. But first, got to tell you guys about FanDuel. Football is here, and if you miss season-long fantasy leagues, have no fear. You can still play FanDuel. FanDuel has one week and even one-day games, and now they are here to help you even more. Guru is a new tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. 
so players can be confident you're picking the best team on the field. This is a responsive, wizard-like draft experience that makes recommendations and provides tips as you draft based on who you are picking. I'm on FanDuel, and you should be too. And here, I got a deal for you. This is even a bonus when you join FanDuel. You check out FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And right now, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get the $20 bonus if you're a new user. And then come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Kyle, who do you think is uh, behind the, the Benny Snell photoshops? I should reset. I don't know. I mean, okay. Let me let me actually. I, I did a bad job here. I apologize. That's bad hosting. One, Benny Snell tweeted out a picture after Florida, and it was him, his head on the crocodile hunter body. And then after this game, and I don't even know what the text was, but Snell tweeted out a picture of him running, and it was actually uh, him uh, running against Florida, but the football was taken out of the picture in his arm, resting in his arm, and in its place was a little bulldog puppy. The text of it was, I'm I'm just speaking facts, which is his line that he said in the live um, yes. post-game uh, TV interview last night where, where he was going on sort of a JoJo Kemp-esque rant about, you know, you keep doubting us, we love it, and I love my team and all this stuff, kind of a why not Kentucky type thing. And he, he said, I'm just speaking facts. Um, and that was the, I think in all caps was the text that went with his, um, bulldog toting <laughs> Photoshop. I don't know who's behind it. I don't think it's possible that it's him because they, this one especially came out like right after the game. I don't think he could get home and Photoshop, Whoa. but I'd love to know who's sending him those. Um, maybe and, it's and, pre-planned. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Maybe he gets them done beforehand. Uh, that that would be very calculated. I would I'd like that. That's a story I'd like to write. The uh, Benny Snell spending like an hour the night before big games, um, like, photoshopping uh, inflammatory things. Yeah. yeah, like that would be that would be crazy. I mean, I, I, it it seems to be. I hope it continues. I don't know what he would necessarily do against. Well, I guess kind of the theme of it is they need to kind of trash talk first. So if South Carolina doesn't say something, maybe he won't have to do anything. But I like that he's getting these little lines. I just speak facts. You a clown on the internet. His Twitter game is very strong. It's very kind of short and sweet, but it's to the point, and I think it really gets the job done. So that, as you you've talked about it a ton, Kyle, that storyline is just awesome to watch. And we've talked about it in the podcast earlier. Just all around Benny Snell is just just a ton of fun. But I want to wrap with this. What did you think of the field storming? Was it a field storming? What the heck was that at the end of the game? Yeah, I think it sounds like I wasn't there. You were there um, following Ben Roberts and some other people that are down on the field. It sounds like it was a relatively small gathering that may have avoided them getting that fine from the SEC um, because it wasn't a full-blown field storming. But if it's just students I, I, and, and it's you know there's nothing particularly dangerous about it and it's not a big group, um, I'm okay with it. It was cool. You know, it, it provided a cool moment it didn't look like there was anything scary going on um court i mean like field storming i guess the bigger danger in in football field storming is one if it's too crazy and like there's just a gazillion people but mainly i think going over the wall like court storming scares me more because it's a much smaller space and more people can quickly get out there like the iu the iu court storming when they beat kentucky on the buzzer beater 
in the national title season was the scariest thing I've ever seen in person, like in terms of a, a sporting event, because it just that could end badly. Um, football field stormings don't usually get too scary looking to me. Uh, and that one was such a small scale one that it wasn't, didn't look dangerous. And, and like I said, as long as I think if they have, I think they avoided probably the, the fine because hmm. it wasn't that big. Uh, or at least that's what I gather. Um, and it, it, it was neat to see, um, you know, Benny being able to celebrate with those guys and stoops and, um, the, although it, it gets, uh, I think, Definitely takes a backseat to the like on-field mosh pit with the head coach of Old Dominion after they, in a rare turn, hosted Virginia Tech in Norfolk, Virginia last night and beat them, uh, the, my old beat. That was shocking, and that was a really cool on-field field-storming mosh pit with the head coach uh, situation. Moments like that, I, I, I'm, I'm a little torn on field-stormings because, uh, you know, you don't in court-storming, you don't want anybody to get injured. Um, but when they go off without a hitch, they are really neat. I mean, it's it's a cool situation when you, for this little moment in time, your fan base and your star players and your coaches can all kind of like throw a party together. I didn't know what the heck was going on, honestly. I was really confused because I saw a bunch of people and I'm like, those, you know, because normally there's, there's people on the sidelines, there's fans on the sideline, donors, and I mean, when I say fans, I'm including like Nick Mingione, the baseball coach, he's there. All the staff there. So there's like a bunch of people that aren't, you know, on the football team or football coaches that are there that are normally wearing just kind of UK stuff. So you, you see them and they're kind of, they run around, they're on the, you know, on the sideline too. After the game, we go out in the middle because I go down early to the field. We can go down from the press box, five minutes left in the game, and that makes it easier to get to the press conference. That's mainly why I do it. And when the clock went zero, we kind of you walk out to the middle because you see that big rush of cameras all the time after every game to get the handshake and the the from the teams and the coaches. So you go out and kind of check that out and maybe t- try to take a picture too. But when I turned around, I saw some people and I'm like, those don't look like staff members. Those look like just students or fans. And then I kind of realized, oh, this is oh, I'm like, am I am I part of like is it gonna is this about to get crazy in here? And then I'm like, oh, not too many people came on and. It kind of built up a little bit. I walked out before Benny Snell got interviewed on TV, and that that was a cool little little crowd. But I did see this funny little moment, Kyle, and it'll actually harken back to an SEC uh, country story you wrote. So when I'm walking off to my left, the students were on my right, and those were the ones that came onto the field. To my left, all of a sudden, I'd see this guy just jump over and just sprint across the field. And he's like, yeah, he's losing his mind. But he was just a one guy from that side. This other guy takes his leg and swings it over the side, a la the story you wrote post-game Florida. Florida, One leg over the wall. (laughs) So he had one leg over the wall again, but there were two state troopers there, and he was looking at them, and the state trooper just shook his head and said no. And the guy kind of was like, (laughs) he pointed to the guy that was running across the field, and the the trooper just kind of shrugged and said, well, I was... I'm reading in my mind. It's like, he got past the sorry, we see you, get back over the wall. And so he swung the leg back over and just was kind of celebrating from the stands. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm sure that fan still had a good time. So I, I, overall, I don't think it was a huge deal. It would be, I think Mitch would be really happy if they don't have to pay a fine. That would be a little bonus, like maybe a loophole that someone needs to close. But uh, yeah, I think, I think he would be fine either way. I, yeah, I think that's he true. told him before give the that. game that he was going to, have to pay almost any amount, you know, $250,000. He would have paid it in a heartbeat to get that win. That was, 
that was a very, very big program win. I mean, it, it all but guarantees they're going to a bowl game. Yeah. Um, at four and zero, and you know, I think if the, I think if they win, we'll talk more about this. But I think if they win Saturday to get to five and zero, you know, pencil them in for eight plus wins, and, and you know, nine is nine plus is there for the taking. I, that that's that's what winning an unexpected game like that um, does to your season. All right, as Kyle said, we're going to be talking a lot of football this week, so be stay tuned. Be sure to be subscribed, rating, reviewing. Also, quick shout-out. we got a new advertiser coming up. I'm not going to go away all the details yet, but if you're interested in advertising on this podcast, because, Kyle, I think it's about to get turned up to 11 up in this piece. Because with this so. football team doing unprecedentedly well, not since the 70s have they started 2-0 and in the SEC, UK basketball is going to be on fire. We know that. Uh, you... If you're a business, I don't know why you wouldn't want to be a part of this. Give us an email at LockedOnKentucky at gmail.com, and we'll hook you up with some advertising email. Kyle, tell people how they can follow you on Twitter. Uh, I am at Kyle Tucker underscore SEC. I am at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. Be sure to be following at LockedOnUK and find LockedOnKentucky on Facebook and like that page as well. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Kentucky. We'll talk to you soon.